0: This is Tech Talk with your host, Tom Dioria. Tom will spend the next hour making your life with technology a little easier with explanations of the different aspects of today's technology and how it can benefit your home, small office, or enterprise. Now, here's your host, Tom Dioria.
1: Welcome to IMI's Tech Talk on this, the second Sunday of January. It's January 11th, 2015. We're at 5 p.m. in the New York listening area and 3 p.m. in Arizona. And today we're live from our New York offices, and we're going to have a very interesting uh, show for you. We're going to talk about New York technology resolutions for 2015, and our guest is going to be Michael Bremer. I'm Tom Dioria, I'm the CEO of Information Methods Incorporated. And together with our weekly guests, our show will help our listeners, whether a business or home technology user, make better use of all aspects of technology. Just in case you're a first time listener, in our first segment, TechTalk provides you the review of last week's most significant events in technology. We start with our increased coverage of New York's technology scene, and we follow this with our increased co- coverage of um, industry-wide reports, which could contain information on conferences, announcements by vendors, and new releases of software equipment, or new contract opportunities. One of them, our guests followed us from many aspects of business and industry. And if you wish us to consider a topic for a future show, you can email your suggestions to techtalk, that's T-E-C-H-T-A-L-K, at imi-us.com, and we'll get back to you pretty quickly. Anytime uh, after our show introduction, please give us a call or send an email question with... Uh, today's topic in mind or anything else we might be able to help you with, you can call 277-KFNX, that's 277-5369, and if you're outside the 602 listening area, call us toll free at 1-866-536-1100. You can use that email address I gave you, techtalk at to send us email questions throughout the show, and if we can't get you on today, we'll definitely uh, send you a response and try and get you on next week. And we're also being simulcast on the web, so if you can't get to your radio but you want to listen to us live, you can go to KFNX's website, which is 1100kfnx.com. And if you want to listen to this show again or any of our previous shows, you can go to our website, which is imi Click on the uh, Tech Talk button in the upper right-hand corner of the screen. All the shows are archived. You can download them. Listen to them as many times as you want. It's free, so please take advantage of that. And please call in any time during the show, and we'll try and get you on as quickly as possible. First segment is our Week in Review to increase Coverage of Technology Events in New York City and around the world. It's compiled by Dan Deoria, Dave Brandon, and Jose Batista. Okay. Got a lot of stuff to talk to you about. And as you know, if you've been listening to this show, we've been covering the – Assassination and funerals of the two New York City police officers. And I just want to read to you something that Congressman Peter King sent us with uh, his observations after going to the wake for uh, Detective uh, Lou. And I'm going to quote from uh, what he sent us uh, when we sent him a query. Uh, he and his wife uh, just returned from the wake of assassinated NYPD Detective Wenjun Lu in Bensonhurst, Brooklyn. Like last week's way for Detective Liu's partner, Rafael Ramos, the mood was sad and somber. The mood matched the day of sinister clouds in the Brooklyn sky and the incessant rain, which crashed against the car window as we drove down 13th Avenue toward the funeral home on the corner of 65th Street. As Rosemary's wife and I got out of the car, we saw a crowd of mourners overflowing from the funeral parlor onto 13th Avenue, around the corner on 35th Street, and continuing for blocks. Many were uniformed, but there were others, civilians as well, all braving the cold, wind, and rain to demonstrate their respect for a foreign warrior. Inside the funeral home, Rosemary and I waited in the back of the room as Mayor de Blasio and Commissioner Bratton stood at an open coffin and paid their last respects to the family members seated across from the front row.
0: The room was filled with
1: flowers, which had banners on them um, with Chinese characters, and there was a whiff of incense in the air. The mayor and the police commissioner walked to the rear of the room. Uh, they shook hands, exchanged looks of sadness, and he wished them well. Standing at the coffin, I said Catholic prayers for the brave Buddhist. Alongside was a table with uh, grapefruit, orange, and assorted other fruits. And an uncooked chicken, apparently a Buddhist tradition, connoting pleasures of the world to be brought into the next. There also were small torch burning candles. Chinese New York Police Department sergeant had introduced uh, the congressman to the grieving family members. Detective Zou's widow sat motionless, racked with sorrow but filled with solemn dignity. He thanked her for Detective Zou's service and said, "With this." Uh, The same to his mother and father and relatives who had flown in from China. All sat stoically except for a man at the end of the row, suddenly stood up and embraced me and Rosemary I had no response except thanks. And thanks is what we should all be saying to the families of Detective Liu and Detective Ramos and to all the men and women of the New York Police Department. So uh, we just wanted to read you that. The funeral, which was held shortly thereafter, was... Just a sea of blue plus some other colors thrown in there for people, uh, officers from other departments. It's uh, an amazing sight to see, and we won't comment more on that. Uh, it, it, enough is said. So, Okay. Mayor de Blasio is going to end the school ban on cell phones for kids which is interesting because these little bodegas around the corner from schools had a really real business going. But the mayor's plan to lift cell phone ban in the city schools will doom the small industry that stores the devices for a buck a day, but students are buzzing about the extra cash they'll have in their pockets, or at least $5 a week, uh, which is, I'm sure, good for them. The owner of two urban cell trucks, which keep students' phones and other electronics outside schools in Manhattan and the Bronx, said he knew the cottage industry was a risky business when he bought it in 2013. Uh, Michael Perez said he knew it was a gamble and uh, he was doing 300 phones a day, so that's $300 a day or $1,500 a week. Um, boring, but the cash in hand made a decent living. Not sure he wanted to say that unless he's paying taxes on that money. The Post reported in 2012 that cell phone storage industry raked in million annually. Hmm. Okay. New York City has temporarily banned some of the Uber's bases there, but it shouldn't affect service, the company says. Five of the six bases run by taxi service were suspended by the city's Taxi and Limousine Tribunal after Uber refused to hand over ride records. Taxi and Limousine Commission was requesting that Uber... Hand over the date of trip, time of trip, pickup, location, and license numbers over a finite period. TLC's authority to request ride information comes from a rule that says a licensee must truthfully answer all questions and comply with all communications, directives, and summonses from the commissioner or its representatives. Uber argued unsuccessfully that the TLC's directive was a violation of the Fourth Amendment, which prohibits unreasonable search and seizure. The TLC says its rule is necessary to ensure adequate protection and public safety. Okay. Let's see where that goes. Electronics must be recycled under New York State law effective uh, starting this year. New York State residents are reminded that new rules will be enacted for the disposing of electronics. Uh, obsolete cell phones computers and other electronics may not be thrown in the garbage with common refuge effective january first in 2015 your state law will require recycling virtually all home and personal electronics the list includes tvs monitors computers vcrs tvrs dvd players satellite boxes laptops small servers printers and scanners fax machines computer keyboards tablets, and e-readers, mobile phones, MP3 players, computer mice, and hard drives. Required recycling has already been in law in some cities, including White Plains, which is in Westchester, and they say one man's trash is another man's treasure, and that's particularly true with e-waste. Disassembling electronic waste and recycling the plastics and metal components is now a very big business. Recycling also keeps toxic materials out of the environment. In New York City, some apartment buildings already have e-cycling stations. Residents can drop off unwanted electronics. Major retailers such as Staples and Best Buy are also drop-off points. The fine for improper disposal is about $100 an incident. Okay, we're going to take a break. We're going to get to our guest, uh, Michael Bremer, talk to you about New Year's technology resolutions. I'm Tom Dioria. This is IMI's Tech Talk on KFNX AM 1100. It's Sunday, January 11, 2015. Please stay tuned. We're going to be right back. these messages. Welcome back to IMI's Tech Talk on KFNX AM 1100. I'm Tom Dioria. It's the 11th of January 2015. It's our second show of the year. And as I promised you before the break, we're going to be talking to you today about New Year's technology resolutions. And our guest is uh, Michael Bremer, and he's the CEO of TelecomQuotes.com and has been consulting for over 20 years with midsize and large businesses, improving their technology plans to keep them years ahead of their competitors. I think we'd all like to do that. Um, Michael's uh, been called on for his expertise in this field by countless publications, including but not limited to Forbes Magazine, CNBC, FoxBusiness.com, and USA Today, as well as sitting on the esteemed Technology Channel Partners Advisory Board, which is a nationally recognized group of independent communications professionals. So, Michael, thanks for taking the time to be with us again. We really appreciate it.
0: I'm so excited, Tom, to to, uh, help you out again
1: and Happy New Year.
0: You too, thank you.
1: So let's start here uh, pretending that uh, I'm starting my business today. Tell me the technology, which is a very broad question, that I should own.
0: The number one technology you should own to start your business today, you probably already own. is an iPhone or an Android smart device. With those types of devices, You can actually do so many more things that you could even do five years ago. An Android or an iPhone can replace an office scanner. It can can organize your day for you. It can actually even, via apps, send out faxes. So that's the number one piece. You can also set up virtual numbers that go right to your cell phone, so that way you don't have to have a phone system either anymore either with your actual smart device.
1: So you're saying I don't really need an office scanner or a fax anymore?
0: No. Your iPhone can inexpensively replace both of those. Typically, the apps are about $3. I personally use an app called TinyScan, and it actually has replaced my office scanner. It actually takes better scans, and it will automatically convert my scans into PDF format. It will upload it to Google Drive, email it, fax it, whatever I want to do.
1: Oh, that's pretty interesting. I didn't realize that. Um, so if I'm, if I'm, that would work for me if I'm a entrepreneur and in my own business, does that work if I'm, you know, in a, I have five or six people working with me or how does it scale up, I guess is the question.
0: If you're going to be doing a lot of scanning, it's not going to work. So, you know, there's going to be a point at which, you're going to need to invest in a high-speed scanner if you're going to be doing lots of legal documents or something. But for like, for example, in our office, all six of our employees use their iPhones for their scanning because it's a device they already own. We, of course, we pay for the uh, for the app for them, and I don't have to buy scanners for everybody then.
1: So that's that's uh, that's pretty good. Um, are there any services uh, I should use? Um, in addition to help us uh, get started here?
0: The services you want to purchase today are quite broad. The first service you're going to want to purchase is an Office Productivity Suite. You can either use Google Apps or Microsoft Office 365. Both will include email services and a full word processor, spreadsheet, PowerPoint-type application, everything you need to get started. And the best part is, all you need is a credit card and a device that can connect to the Internet. You can use it on an iPad, an Android device, a laptop, however you connect. And you can use it from anywhere. So say, for example, you're in line at the bank, you're going to be there for 20 minutes, and you need to edit a sales proposal, you can do it right there on your smart device in line and make yourself more 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 producti- uh, productive.
1: Well, I think that um... – that is something that I guess our listeners will uh, will take a, uh, a closer look at, especially if they're an existing business. I think that um, many of them may want to consider these as, al- as alternatives. Is that something you would suggest?
0: Absolutely, uh, especially if you're an existing business that you're still doing a lot of production via a word processor or a spreadsheet. The main thing that, for example, Office 365 or Google Apps gives you is it frees you up from a device. So say, for example, uh, your, your office loses power for the day and you've got a desktop PC. You can actually take your iPad, go to Starbucks and work from Starbucks via the internet connection and do everything you would do in your office. You may not be is quite as productive as you should be in your own office but it frees you from being in a physical place. And all of your documents are anywhere. The other thing that's good about these types of uh, programs is it gives you collaboration. So, for example, I can share a document with three or four people, create the bones of the document, and say, hey, guys, I need your ideas in this. So you have one living document instead of having five different versions of the same thing. And that's all included in these office productivity suites that you can purchase very inexpensively uh, Office 365 is ten dollars a month, and Google Apps is fifty dollars per year.
1: Huh. So, cost-wise, I guess that uh, these suggestions are going to save uh, for me, whether existing or or a uh, a new company, um, something that which could really add up and and be used in other aspects of the business. Then.
0: Absolutely. The other thing that it would give you for it too is storage is no longer really an expense because for example Microsoft Office 365 includes 50 gigs of storage for document storage that's quite a bit um, Google for ten dollars a month will give you unlimited storage of documents and photos online so you don't need to, you don't need to purchase a server anymore to sit in your office that you have to maintain and hope doesn't fail. You can use the power of the cloud to store all of your documents somewhere else, safely and securely, and they're accessible whenever you need them.
1: Michael, is there a downside to that or no?
0: The number one downside to storing anything off-site is security. And the number one reason that people get hacked is they choose poor passwords and they don't change them often enough. And that should be a resolution that all of your listeners should be doing for 2015. You should change every one of your passwords right now if they haven't been changed for three months. Don't use your birthday. Don't make your password puppy. Make it something hard to guess. I personally use an app called LastPass. It's $12 a year. I had to create one hard-to-remember password. And every time I go to a website, LastPass, for a website I want to use, will create a uh, password for it that I don't have to remember. I just click, and and I'm in. So they manage all my passwords for me.
1: And is that secure?
0: Absolutely.
1: Where does that reside, on your phone?
0: Again, it, it resides in the cloud. I log into LastPass on the devices that I use, for example, my laptop, my iPad, my iPhone. And every time I go to a website that I'm going to access, I tell LastPass I want to save this password I want to save this website, create a password for me. And it creates some 60-random-digit password that I don't know or care. But it what it does, it hides my password and saves the password for me. So that way, the website, I never remember my password, and it makes it very hard to hack.
1: Oh, so that's, uh, what was the name of that site again?
0: It's lastpass.com.
1: Okay, that sounds uh, like something I think all of our, our listeners uh, need to look into. Is it expensive?
0: It's $12 a year.
1: Oh, so for $12, you're getting a significantly high level of, of security and uh, safe being then.
0: Exactly, and you'll have to remember one password. I don't know about you, but I had a list, two pages, of different websites and passwords. And of course, I put it in the worst place in the world in the drawer next to my laptop <laughs> because I can't remember all of them.
1: <laughs> yes, I have a, a spreadsheet of all of them, so uh, that's sitting encrypted, but not well encrypted. I assume any hacker could probably get into it. So.
0: The thing is, what you want to do is you don't want to be the easy target, right? Right. You want to make it difficult enough or appear difficult enough that you know what? There's somebody easier. You know, for example. Um, if your house has a dog, your house is much like less likely to be robbed than the house that doesn't have a dog, because thieves are lazy. That's why they're thieves.
1: Yep. Yep. I want to get back to this, but we have to take a break. This is Tom Diore. We're an IMI's Tech Talk on KFNX AM 1100. It's the 11th of January, 2014, and we're talking to Michael Bremer about New Year's technology resolutions. Please stay tuned. We're going to be right back after these messages. Welcome back to IMI's Tech Talk on KFNX AM 1100. I'm Tom Diori. It's the 11th of January, 2015. We're talking to Michael Bremer about New Year's technology resolutions. And before the break, we were talking about security. And um, I just wanted to follow up uh, on what you said. Are there other things that I should be doing besides worrying about my passwords?
0: You need to make sure that your PCs have updated antivirus. Make sure that it's running, all, it's always updating the background and it's running at least once a week to check your PC. My neighbor recently. Uh, purchased a new antivirus program, which I won't name for viable reasons. Um, and uh, unfortunately, it didn't protect his PC because he wasn't having the updates happening automatically, and it wasn't running all the time in the background. So we had to help him go through his PC and de-virus it with another free program. Actually, this one works really well. Is, uh Microsoft Security Essentials. It's free from Microsoft, and it's a great product.
1: So he had it turned off, basically?
0: He didn't have it automatically updating.
1: That sounds
0: and, scary. Uh, and so if it doesn't automatically update, it's not constantly getting the new threats.
1: Now, what, what, do you, what should, if somebody does get attacked or has malware on their computer, um, is it good enough just to make sure that uh, their software is... Updated, or is there something more proactive they should they should do?
0: Proactively, you're going to want to stay off any websites that offer you, oh, do this for free. Um, you're going to want to stay off the usual suspects, obviously, pornography, um, websites that you can download music from for free. Nothing's free. And you will end up getting something along the way. Um, the other thing you can do is there's a program called uh, Super Anti-Spyware. And it's a stupid name, but it works really well. Um, and it's like $20. And it will uh, it'll take care of the things that, say, Norton uh, or Microsoft uh, Antivirus will not take care of. It will take care of the adware-type programs that you download your program with, with uh, free games, that type of thing.
1: Oh, okay. That's a good suggestion. Okay. The other,
0: so, the other suggestion oh, I would sorry. make is on your smart devices, your Apple, especially your Apple or Android devices, only download apps directly from their app stores. Apple, that that's all the uh, apps through their store to make sure there's no viruses and spyware on them.
1: How do you do that?
0: Uh, for example, on an Apple device, you'd go to the iTunes store and just download whatever apps you want on there. There are other ways to get apps on your iPad or your iPhone, but it's also a great way to get a virus or have a problem.
1: Okay, let's switch gears a little bit. And uh, how about uh, TVs? If uh, you know we need access to to TV, what do you suggest there?
0: So recently, I have a customer that they have twelve group homes for mentally disabled adults and they were paying about fifteen hundred dollars a month for cable television. Well they're all in the Los Angeles area and their cable television contract was coming up for renewal. And I said, why don't you go on to Best Buy and get an H D over the air antenna for fifty bucks? You've got people you know on staff that can install this and you'll get about a hundred channels of free H D television. And they said, it's been wonderful. Free?
1: Huh. Now, does, does that work in any locale? Is it dependent on anything?
0: It's going to depend on it's going to depend on where you live. Um, for example, I live in the Los Angeles Basin, but I live in a canyon. So the mountain in front of my house blocks the TV signals from Los Angeles, so it won't work for me. But like I said, for most people, if they live in a metro area, you can get free hdtv and also, if you're kind of technical, you can get on Google and repurpose an old computer to make yourself a full DVR. I've got a friend of mine that did it for about $250, including his antenna and the computer, and he gets 75 channels of free HD television with DVR records at all, no cable bill.
1: So is is that something you would recommend uh, also for a, a business that needs TV to do whatever they do?
0: For a business, personally, I would recommend doing Hulu or Netflix. Um, it may be a little more, depending on your building, if you own your building, it may be a little more complicated to install an antenna. Um, if, you, if you're going to want to watch something like CNBC or Fox Business, you're going to have to have a cable connection to do that. Um, you'll have to get direct TV or Dish Network or cable television to your phone or, or a cable company. But for casual casual users, uh, HD, TV, HD antenna will be more than sufficient.
1: Now, expand on that a little bit. Uh, you, you were just mentioning um, if I wanted to get it on my iPhone. How do I do that? Do I need a, I need a cable service or something?
0: If you want to get television on your iPhone, you either need to pay for a cable service that allows you to watch the television on your iPhone, or you're going to need to pay for Hulu or Netflix. Who will give you recent television shows. Uh, I believe they released like the day or two after they show up on television. And Netflix is going to give you a broad uh, variety of television shows, but nothing will be recent. You could also use Amazon Video for the same type of thing. But for a business specifically, if you're looking to you – know, like in our business, we actually watch uh, The Profit on CBC together. And we talked about because it, it's got a lot of good different business ideas in it. Shark Tank is another one that we like to watch because you learn a lot about different types of businesses. But both of those are going to require a Hulu account or a um, cable television account.
1: Okay, well that's that's interesting. And yeah, so if you need to if you need to watch something live, then then you need some type of uh, basic service that you're paying for that you can get over to your phone if there's an app that they have.
0: Correct. On your phone. Correct. Yes.
1: Okay. Um, and just, I just want to go back to, to the cutting the cord example. If I, if I'm pretty novice in, in technology, do I go to someplace like Radio Shack and say, I want to get, you know, an, uh, They're not rabbit ears anymore. I'm dating myself, but something (laughs) similar, you know, current technology
0: for that? I remember rabbit ears, too. I'm dating myself, too. Uh, Yes. You can walk into Radio Shack, Best Buy, um, and I'm sure that you can find a local handyman on uh, Craigslist that can install the equipment for you. It's not very difficult. So if if you've got a drill and a ladder, you can probably handle it. Um, If you want to set up the home DVR, That you might want to get a college student to uh, set up the computer do it for you. That's going to take a little more, little more knowledge. But the actual HD antenna installation is not that big a deal.
1: Okay, are these antennas big? Are they dishes? Um, They're all outside. None of them are inside.
0: There's different types of antennas, um, and there's some that just you can throw in the attic and hook a cable wire to. There's other ones that are going to require a more complex uh installation and uh, so it's going to depend on what we did when we tried at my house i just went into best buy and i bought the um the outside mount one i just hooked it up laid in the ground and we were able to get a few channels but even when we went to the top of the roof to hold it up there and see if we get anything the reception didn't really improve either you can get it or you can't there's not really any in between
1: okay and i gather you can you know you may be able to get more stations than you would get on cable, because, depending on where you are and what reach the antenna has. You might be able to get into other local, like we're in Westchester in New York, and uh, um, I'm hearing that you might be able to, you know, pick up Connecticut stations or something or Jersey. Stations.
0: Yes, just like you could in your old rabbit ears. Your, uh, depending on where you're at, how far the signal travels, you might be able to get quite a bit of, uh, quite a bit of channels that you would normally get.
1: Okay, well, that's, that's a great, great suggestion. Uh, we're going to take another break. Uh, it's Tom Dioria We're on IMI's Tech Talk on KFNX AM 1100. It's the 11th of January, 2015. and We're talking to Michael Bremer about New Year's technology resolutions. So please stay tuned. We're going to be right back after these messages. Tech Talk on KFNX AM 1100. I'm Tom Dioria. It's the 11th of January, 2015, and our show today is about New York technology resolutions. Our guest is Michael Bremer from telecomquotes.com. Uh, Michael, tell us a little bit about what telecomquotes.com is.
0: We're a consulting firm, and our tagline is, we make technology roll its sleeves and go to work for you. What we do is we come into a company and we look at how they're using technology and their telecommunications and how can it work together better. A lot of companies will pay us a consulting fee to be that third party between their telecommunications provider, their IT vendor, and we're the ones that will come in and say, hey, you know what, this will work, this won't work, and we're paid for our opinion, not just to sell them something. So this way, we're that trusted Friend, a trusted advisor that says, "Hey, you know what? You don't really need this, and here's why."
1: Okay, so you're not necessarily selling product; you're selling expertise.
0: Correct. We do sell services also, as part of our as part of our uh, our product uh, offering. But it, our business has really evolved more into being the the real world solution uh, expertise than it is a product a product offering.
1: Now, are your clients uh, you know, small startup businesses like we've been talking about or large companies, middle-sized companies, all of the above?
0: Typically, we don't work with startups. Um, we work with middle-sized, and we do a lot of nonprofit and government accounts. We have several cities we work with. We work with some federal government product projects and middle-sized companies. The problem with for a middle-sized company is that they're big enough to have the Fortune 500 technology, but they're not big enough to have the expertise to make it all work together. And so, what they end up with is a bunch of bills and a bunch of technology that they want it to work the way they they expect it to work one way, and they get a half they get half that result, but they're paying for the full result. We're the guys that come and say, "Hey, let's do it this way."
1: Okay, and and how do people uh, get in touch with you? Is uh... The name of the company, the name of the website?
0: Yes, it is. Telecomquotes.com. And And if they want to follow up with you,
1: is there a link to you on there somewhere? Yes. Okay, good. Um, So we've been talking about uh, technology and uh, as part of the resolutions for the new year. Um, Do you think we overuse it or not use it enough? I think we all – I think
0: both. It's a, it's a. It's two sides of the same coin, right? Um, I think if you can't go a week without touching your iPhone, that should tell you something. Something's wrong with you. This stuff exists, didn't exist 10 years ago. Why do we all need it now, right? But I also think that we have so much power in our hands, and, and the problem is we're so used to doing things the way we used to do it, but a lot of times it stops us from thinking about how can we do it better. I had a friend of mine tell me once that we all used to use outhouses, but no one wants to go back to those days. And so there's so many times where we could use some do something better with the technology we already have, but we don't take the time to learn and think about it. You can, for example, uh, Apple at the Apple stores has classes that you can take on how to use your iPad, how to use your iPhone. And they have a curriculum where you start off with Here's the iPhone, the basics, and then they have more advanced stuff you could do. They also offer it for businesses. Well, if you're going to invest $1,000 in a phone, maybe you should invest some time and learn how to use it. On the flip side of that, maybe you should take some time off and actually talk to other people, too, instead of texting them all the time.
1: Now, I guess this is a generation thing, but don't you find that if you're in organizations that are either run by or have a significant number of younger people involved that they don't know anything but technology?
0: thats the, the, uh, the, big, the big problem we're running into today is that the younger generation, the millennials, they're they, right. They, they're what they call digital natives. They've been raised with this technology. And unfortunately, a lot of people are being employed by people that are, you know, like you and me, that have a little bit of gray in their hair and uh, and have a, a, have uh, learned to use it, but not. We weren't raised with it, and so it's interesting as they come into the workforce how things are changing and shifting. And that's the whole BYOD mo- movement, uh, you know, the hey, I've got my device that'll do this. You need to make it work with what your IT department. Uh, I want to make this work with the IT department. So that's a whole – that's probably a better hour show of that push-pull between the, uh, the younger generation generation technology and the older generation.
1: So, I mean, I guess uh, since you work with both, what would uh, – uh, you know, in 30 seconds or less, what would uh, your recommend- recommendation be both to the millennials and those of us that have gray in our hair to work with each other to try and come up with some happy medium here?
0: Talk about it. Say, hey, you know what?
1: I I employ almost all millennials,
0: and they show me a lot of cool things. Be open to using it. On the flip side, the millennials, you know, the guys that have greater hair, we're not totally stupid. And we ran this (laughs) business when you were in diapers. If there's a better way to do it with the technology that you have, we should be willing to listen to it. On the flip side, they don't have all the answers either.
1: Okay, and and the final topic I'd like to discuss is since people uh, think of New New Year's resolutions less on the technology side and more on their personal side, getting fit is one of the big things that went on at CES this week and has been going on for the last year or so, Uh, and I'm sure it's on a lot of people, at least in January, at the top of their list. Uh, Can you give us your insight into how people can use technology to improve their fitness?
0: There is a lot of cool stuff out there, and I'm actually, like everybody else, waiting to see what Apple Watch comes out with, because it'll be something amazing. I personally had a Fitbit, and it was uh, it was really cool to see how many steps I took, and, and it did help motivate me to push myself to 10,000 steps a day. Um the new Apple 6 phones have their health kit built into them, so it gives you some of the benefit um, on the steps. It, it just comes down to what is your personal health plan and what are you trying to measure? Uh, there are a lot of good devices out there that will do that for you, um, and you just have to be willing to to listen to what they're telling you and, and work it in with your trainer.
1: That's that's a really good advice. So do you have any last-minute resolutions that we should be thinking about before we wrap up the show?
0: The number one resolution I can recommend to people for technology is what I said earlier. Be willing to think about and try new things and be willing to look at the technology you probably already own and say, hey, I wonder if it can do this. You'll probably save a lot of money and a lot of hassle by doing that.
1: Well, Michael Bremer, I really appreciate you being on the show, CEO of telecomquotes.com. And hopefully uh, our listeners will take your recommendations to heart. Happy New Year.
0: Happy New Year, Tom. Thank you.
1: Next week we're going to be live from our New York offices. We're going to have our week in review. And uh, we're going to be discussing, we went on uh, last week or this week at – I guess it was last week at CES in Las Vegas. I want to thank Terry Ruggiero, who's IMI's president. Dave Brandon, Dan Diori, and Jose Batista do our weekend review. Taylor is our producer. Matt is our executive producer. And with the help of the KFNX AM 1100 production department, you wouldn't have heard a word we said. Thanks again for listening. And please don't forget to tune into Tech Talk next week at 5 p.m. in New York on KFNX AM 1100. Remember to send us your suggestions for future shows or ask us questions by sending an email to techtalk at imi-us.com. Have a great week, and thanks again for listening.